Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? <clears throat> Ready? Yep. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? What a ride that was. Yeah, we finally saw a movie that's almost a classic now. How long has that been out? Uh, since the late 90s. No, but how long was the, the, the one that we saw out? Oh, t- t- two weeks. It's all really? it's been out is two weeks? It's been two weeks. Maybe three tops. Two weeks. Really? Yeah. I thought it's been out longer than that. Yeah. So what'd you think? Will uh, Smith, Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys. The movie itself, I liked the movie. It was an enjoyable movie. Yes. But... There's a lot of things that they stole from other movies to to make the the movie move along, like especially what? the other brothers. The uh, the very first scene when they uh, the the one girl in the prison, yeah, attacks right. the other, and then they they switch bodies. They put the one in the that, that's from that's Hannibal Lecter's move. That's the move from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh shit! Look at you. You say you don't remember shit. Yeah, I don't remember quotes. Oh, okay. But I what else? What else? Um, you know, just some of the just some of the little twist in the story. You know, you see it, but I mean, everybody does. I mean, there's a lot of that because right. they're, they're making a they're making a buddy film with uh, an action movie, so they have. There's a lot of that. But uh, overall, though, I thought the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. To be really, really, honest. I thought it was good. You know, because I thought they were just trying to figure out how to make the third one. Let me ask you this: of the three, which one did you like the most? I always like the original. I do too. Yeah, I think the first one to me is my favorite. Um, I don't even re- honestly. You don't remember two? I don't even remember two. I know. I know that you know that my. I'm not invited back to the barbecue anymore now. But <laughs> I don't remember two. I don't really remember it that much either. I, I almost wanted to uh, download one and two before I saw three, um, but one was just so memorable because. You know, it was the first time. Well, not the first. Well, might have been just to see them two brothers, yeah, two, two two big TV titans, right, for what they did with their own shows come together, and they're in their prime, and they're in their prime. So, so uh, 
and a uh, lot, lot, of, lot of classic moments uh, I liked from the first one. Um, but what I did really like about this one, yeah. and I'm not giving away any, I, and I, I know you don't care we give away stuff, but this I'm really not giving away, is uh, I didn't want it to be just a bunch of like jokey jokes. Right, you know, and just be like a, you know, like let's let's make Martin funny, you know what, you know. Right. They didn't do it that way, but they did it the right way. They packed it in towards the end, right? And I thought it was great. Okay, here here's here's my thing, and I, I want to preface it first by saying again, I'm allowed to have an opinion. We are allowed as human beings and as Americans to have opinions, so. I want to first say I respect the fuck out of Martin Lawrence. He, I respect. I got nothing but love and respect for Martin Lawrence. Um, but this is my opinion, people, so back off me. Um, I like Martin in movies. He's funny to me in movies. I'm not a fan of his stand-up. And this is black blasphemy. Because I know every black person that's about to hear me say what I'm about to say is going to go, nigga, you bugging. I thought the Martin show was overrated. The Martin show to me was overrated. And I thought at times he tried too hard for the big laughs. Um, I really can't judge this because um, that was what what was that? 90, 90, what was that? Martin. Yeah, when Martin. 90s, late 90s, mid 90s. Yeah. Uh, And like you yourself. I really didn't know you that well from your right. Mad TV day. I was married. I was working on having kids. I wasn't right. watching TV. Right. I really wasn't. So I don't really have the uh, I don't I don't have the uh, uh, the dictionary, the encyclopedia, the callback of, of right. that show right. to say what it's funny. I like the people that were in the Martin show. Yes, I I, I do too. I, I just thought like when Martin would look, um, I thought Eddie Murphy kind of made set the bar and made it hard for dudes. Like Eddie was so brilliant at morphing into characters doing impressions and a lot of people i think tried to duplicate that because of coming to america and nutty professor and like the characters martin would do the kid with the snot in his nose shenane which i know he stole from i don't know if he stole it or top Carew, the guy that created martin stole it from a comedian named Derek fox i think i mentioned that way back once upon a time ago on the podcast, but Shanene, Otis, the karate instructor, Jerome, I forgot Big Mama. Oh yeah, that was Big Mama. That, but that's the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I, I just the characters didn't ever grabbed me. Well, like, 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 like they grabbed everybody else. Like, well, Martin would play his mother, and he would do all these physical, you know backflips and turns and he would bite down on a piece of furniture and rip the wood off the table and chew it and make these goofy faces and I just it, it never I, I didn't get it I did not it did nothing for me Eddie could play a character without being ridiculously cartoonish or over the top and keep it in a in a, a, a subtle and it was hilarious I just didn't think that was Martin's thing. But, you know, this is what I'll say to Martin about that. Um, I think that because Eddie Murphy did such a great job with it. Right. And, I mean, there, how many how many times did you think people didn't even know that that was Eddie Murphy? In, in exactly. Company? So The Jewish dude? Yeah. Wow. How great he did. But, right. So I think, though, for, uh, for uh, 
everyone else who did impressions like that, who did the you know the makeup, the change. Yeah, it was more Rick like Baker. Well, yeah, yeah. it was more like watching uh, an impression of Eddie Murphy doing an impression. If you didn't do the crazy over the top and kind of take it to another level, then you kind of right. And I think that that's how he was able to pull that off. As where you are such an Eddie Murphy fan that you kind of saw through all that. Yeah, I mean, not to get off topic, but I know like Marlon Wayans did a, a Netflix show where he played a bunch of characters. And again, I because I'm looking at Eddie as the bar setter, and Eddie was so fucking good. Like even when Eddie did the barbers, the, the, the one barber in, in Coming to America, or when he played the preacher in Vampire and, and Vampire in Brooklyn, like he just becomes a personality outside of himself. With all of Martin's characters, I went. This is Martin. Did you? What did you think of White Chicks? Since you, since we're doing, and, and, you don't have to not knock the 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 people that are doing this. This is just how you felt about the, the movie, movie. The movie. I didn't did really it. see White Chicks, man. I, I couldn't invest in Sean and Marlon like that. I I just I couldn't do it. Okay. You know, I, I again, I, and, and maybe you know, I, I just. It's almost like, dude. I don't know if this is the greatest analogy because I don't know if this is the greatest analogy, but like Michael Jordan's my guy. You know that. Everybody knows that. So to me, that bar is set. So yeah, I respect LeBron, but I'm going to always go, he ain't MJ. Kobe, closest one, but he ain't MJ. So it's hard for me to look at Marlon and Sean knowing I'm going, y'all can't fuck with Eddie when it comes to this shit, man. And and they they don't do it for me. Like I'm going to tell you, Martin, to me, this is why I love him in movies. I love Martin in doses when he works with people because I think he knows how to read a situation, feed off a situation, feed off of a person. Like, I lo- fucking Roscoe Jenkins. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. When he tells Mark Clark Duncan and Mark goes, you shouldn't let showbiz or Hollywood raise your kids. And Martin goes, well, you shouldn't let cornbread and chitlins raise yours. And then um, Clark Duncan goes, what did you say? And he starts to kind of beast up and walk towards Martin. And Martin goes, hey, man, why are you approaching me? Like, it just, it's just certain yeah. little – when he told Monique before their fight, girl, if you don't get your butterfinger eating ass – like, I, I, I like Martin in movies. And in Bad Boys in particular, some of his – The jabs. Yeah, the jabs. Some of his reactions to things yeah. are fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, he's always going to be below to me, though. That's how I got – that's how I met him. Even that. That was great. He was Even great. That, he stole. He, he stole. stole the show. You know him and fucking do the right thing, man. You crazy good little motherfucking pieces. Like I, I, I love him in doses. Um, movies, man. I, I, I but just, what did you think of him in this movie? Then I thought he was hilarious. I love. I love him in the Bad Boys movies. But did you like how like when we we're talking about it? It was like he was jabbing in the movie, like right. he was doing the funny. But it was, and it was a little over the top. I mean, when they're doing the driving right. scenes, and he's like, "Ah, but I, right. I got it. I got what they were doing." Yeah. But at the end, when he just comes in, all funny. I mean, there's like punches, punches, yeah, punches, yeah, punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they did it appropriately. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it made the. It, I think that's what made me love the movie at the very end. Is how uh, right. It, it's kind of, but I like. I don't want to say. Uh. Stolen because it's not the right word. I think that you know you pay homage to things, or you see when things work, you do them right. that way. Again, uh, that was like a, a little reel at the end of uh, uh, of um, Get Out, where the funny is really stacked up at the very end, just to, to keep, right. give it that. And so, and so that it's a Jordan Peele thing that I think that he kind of that right. they kind of 
I, and I don't want to say, again, stealing is not the right word because you pay homage. You do things to movies because you see that it works and then you go, I like how that worked in that movie. Let's right. do something. And so I, that's what I saw a lot of bad, uh, in Bad Boys was just these little things here and there. But overall, I, would, I, was, I was not disappointed with going to no, see it. No, I wasn't disappointed at all. I, I mean, was happy I saw it. Yeah, it's a good ride. Um, I was trying to think there was something else. Oh, you know, again, fucking Martin in life. You know, playing yeah, opposite yeah. with Eddie. It, it just when he plays off of people and in situations, I think he's gold, you know? But uh like I was looking at something on YouTube uh where I didn't know he was banned from SNL. Did you know I, that? I didn't know that. I, yeah, because of his monologue. I didn't watch TV. And and um it's actually you can find it on YouTube under comedy hype, Martin Lawrence banned from SNL. And they have some white dude reading his monologue, like like saying what he said. And Martin's whole joke that night was about women washing their ass. Um, and he got banned for that? Yeah, because it, it was just graphic. Um, Is he still banned? They, they didn't say he wasn't banned anymore, but SNL wrote him an apology letter. Because it wasn't. And NBC, they gave him an apology. Because it, it wasn't bad. It was bad, but it wasn't to the level that you get right, banned. Right, right. And I just, again, when talking about the bar. Dave Chappelle is a genius. Patrice is a genius. Even though he's not my cup of tea, Chris Rock is a genius. Stand-up-wise, I don't get that from Martin. And I know it's subjective, and whatever you like, you like. But I just, I don't see that, oh, wow. Because there's a lot more silliness in his comedy. That's what you, I don't think that you... I don't think you mind over the top. I, I just don't think that you like the silly part of it. Like and and, and listen, ah, shit. I don't want to judge other people's comedy because that's not my job here. But I will say that washing your ass isn't a story that needs to be told. Well, I mean, I remember one part of the joke. He says some about ladies and y'all get in the bed, and I'm kicking doo doo crumbs out the bed. Doo doo crumbs. Doo doo crumbs is funny in the if you just say doo doo crumbs. So you're just telling a story so that you can say. Doodle Yeah. Right. That, 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 that's what it... Listen, <laughs> I, again, man, I, again, I, I, Martin's great. He's, he's a great entertainer. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, and again, this is my opinion. You know, I'm not just a comedian. I'm a fan of comedy. So, you know, as a fan, I have a critique, you know? Um, but, so, But it's because you have a style that you like. And being, that being said, though, I watch Martin, and Martin isn't in my, in my you know, top whatever, but as a comedian, but uh, I understand why people like him. I do too. Okay, so then that, that's, yeah. all, that's all we... That's, yeah. What did you think of Will Smith in this movie, though? Uh, you know, it's, it's so crazy because he's still in shape. Yeah. But when you look at him in the first one, yeah. damn, he looked a little chunky, <laughs> but he's still in shape. Yeah. Um, And you know, Will, listen, man, Will's a, he's a movie star, man. Yeah. You, you get it. He's a fucking movie star. Uh, and, and he's he's uh, as far as rapper actors go, I think he's the best one out there because he can show emotion like he, he can cry like Denzel on a, on a on a drop of a dime. Well, he's a great actor. Yeah, I think he's a great musician. Um, you know, listen, man, I liked his. You have to like for what it was. 
You know what I mean? Okay, because you said like one of the but you don't think Tupac did better as an in, in with I mean it's oh, limited. Right, right, it's right, limited, right, but his right, acting right, and right, his right, and his, right, 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 right. Because musically, we know who you know that's that one. And I thought he was an outstanding actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juice is still one of my favorite movies. So why you gotta hold the gun? Because I already got it, motherfucker. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I forgot about that. It, it because it was quick. I mean, I'm not trying to right. Not trying to put in like like I was listening to Opie and Anthony yesterday, and they and Patrice was pissed off because he was playing rap music, '80s rap music for Opie and Anthony, and they didn't know any of the artists. And he was like, "Do you know how much black people know y'all shit? I, come on, Eileen, fucking." Uh, um, what else did he That's say? That's the song I hate more than almost any other right, song right. in the world. He, he come said, on, uh, the Phil Collins. We, like, we know Something y'all shit. Tonight. I don't know our shit. So he kept playing different rappers. And all the rappers that they did know were the black rappers who crossed over heavy white, uh, who the streets didn't like. Here are the top, I think the top five rappers that we know white folks know. Uh, I mean, white folks that aren't heavy into rap. Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, <laughs> Tone Loke, Funky Cold Medina, and Do the Right Thing, Young MC, Bust the Move, uh, Will Smith, Parents Just Don't Understand. Like, those are all the rap. Oh, and MC Hammer Can't Touch This. Those are all the rappers that are like, you know, yeah, they, they, they for sure are black, but their music is ain't the streets, nigga. When um, I worked in the bar business for a long time, and uh, so, you know, I, 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 I put mixes together. And the one name, though, that you didn't put in there, and this is what's funny to me, is uh, there's one name that all white people know in, in rap. Who? Snoop Dogg. And wait, and, I, and I, I, especially now. Now. But well, no, no, even before. But it wasn't positive. Anytime I'd put on any hip-hop music... Right. They go, and I don't want to keep coming in here when you're playing that Snoop Doggy stuff. <laughs> and it was just it, and, and I knew that anybody who said that right. didn't know what they were talking about. All they knew is that they related the word Snoop Dogg with rap music, and right. that's that's how I knew. Oh, this is just a, just punk. Let's get right, out of here. Right, right. But that I used to laugh at, and I and I used to tell the employees if someone came in and said that they were playing this Snoop Dogg music, don't even right. listen to it because that's just them right, right, showing right. their ignorance. Right. So uh, that's why I think it's funny that now he's the one. He is probably the most mainstream name, not rapper, right. mainstream name, though, in the right, rap game. Right. Yeah, because anytime Funky Comedina, Baby Got Back, Bust a Move, Getting Jiggy With It came on, white folks do them words, man. I mean, top to bottom. Um, getting jiggy with it? You think they knew that? Yes. Are you kidding? I don't know. They dude, love getting dude, jiggy with dude, it, dude, dude. But how would you like that to be? Isn't that his last like hit rap song, Will Smith? Um, how would you like that to be the? End? <laughs> the, the yeah. I ain't gonna lie, dude. I, I played getting jiggy with it in private. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't. No. Uh, um. But yeah, man. Uh, you you think you think there's life for? Because sometimes you look at a sequel and you can go. There's room for more, or you go. They need to end this. Well, they set it up for more. Yeah, but do you think could you see it going? Because I've actually heard, read a couple of comments on on social media where people went, "Dear God, end Fast and Furious." Yeah, well, it's time. Nine movies, nigga. No other franchise. There's no other movie. Friday the Thirteenth. Well, those are horror films, though. Yeah, but they, and their goal was to get to thirteen of them. Right, right. So that was that was part right. of it. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to end. Some stuff does need to end. So, can you see Bad Boys Four? Would you be interested in? Honestly, uh, at the at, if you would have asked me right after the movie, right. I probably would have went, yeah, yeah, right, because right. I I was like for whatever reason, I got in the movie. I mean, it's still like like all these movies. It's it's a little contrived. There's a lot right. of you know a lot of, but you know I think we are kind of programmed. Or, like, I have programmed myself. When people say they want to get away from stuff, right. like, when people come to a comedy club and go, I want to just laugh and not think about the world. Right. I like going to a movie when they're just blowing shit up and I don't have to think about it. They're just... Too much, right. Yeah, they're just they're just trying to win their <laughs> mini war that they have going on. Now, again, when, when the question sometimes is asked, what's, what, what's making it? Why do you know you made it? Man, when you're shooting an action movie in Miami helicopters, explosions, guns, fucking Miami, driving around in a Porsche, wearing tailor-made suits. You made it. That, that's just... How, dude, there's nothing sexier than that. That's dude, your job. See, I have a whole different definition of what making it is. Oh, man. You want to know what my definition of making it is? Honestly. When you go and t- to take a shower, and, and, and you turn on the shower, and you wait for the water, you get... To the temperature you want, and you're taking off your clothes, and you get in the shower, and that moment the water hits you, mm. and when your thoughts don't go to a negative place, that's making it. You made it. You're in a better place than most people. Most people get. But why? This. Why does that have to be in the shower? That could be because anywhere, no, no, it, no. Because I think that's where people really relax. Like an individual just like takes that moment when they get in there, and the shower hits, and they kind of go take a breath, and then they. And a lot of times when I wasn't. When things aren't working right. out for me, I go right to a net. Like, I start thinking of all the shit that's wrong that I have to fix right. and what I have to do. But when I get in there and I'm like, oh, man, and I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. good, you know, like, you know what, what positive things are going on in my life, man, I know, like, I'm, I'm like, because that's the place where I kind of reflect. It's just right. my quiet, it's a quiet place where no one's there to bother me. Yeah. No, no one's supposed to come in when you're, you know, butt ass naked <laughs> and, and interrupting you, even, right. even, even in your relationship. If your girl knows, like unless she's coming in there, you know, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, she knows that that's you know giving you your solitude. That, right. that, that, that lets you sit here, yeah. uh, and you can't have a phone because it's in the shower, so you're not distracted from anything. So that's right. why I say in the shower. That's that that moment that you just get relaxed. Right. And if I don't have a negative thought, I think I'm doing pretty good. Like I think I'm making it. Okay. Um, how about if you take a shower uh, inside your twenty million dollar trailer? Uh, while you're shooting that movie, but you're thinking about the movie and all the shit you have to do and the responsibilities you have, and what have you? If you're hating life at that moment, did you make it? Yeah, I mean, you're well, making how, money. How could you hate life at that moment, dude? People kill themselves in those moments. So, <sighs> speaking of, of death, um, <laughs> speaking of death, um, dude, uncut gems, dude. Now that was the movie I've been trying to get you to go see, dude. And you didn't even watch it on a big screen. I don't care if Adam Sandler never does another comedy, if he can do shit like that. That? Because he, I think his comedy run, ooh, ooh, I was going to do Adam Sandler, but those, those, those characters, those, I think people are done with that. Um, he's always, and he's always tried to throw in those little more serious romantic, movies. serious little romantic right. comedy. But that movie was a departure from anything he's done, what? what most people have ever done. Right. And the way he played that, but that. Is he Jewish for real? Yeah. Dude, his that that whole uh, okay, uh, and I, if you haven't seen this movie, you've had plenty of time, so I don't give a fuck. At the end, not towards right. the end, when he gets shot, I, yo, dude, I literally went yo. But 
okay, you went, yo, like, what happened? Yeah. And afterwards, like, maybe, like, two, three seconds after that, didn't you feel a sense of relief? Like, because you were going, see, this is why I think you had to see it on the big screen. We were all in the movie, in the movie theater. And we're, like, we're with him, you know? We're going on this whole journey with him the whole time. And if you haven't seen this movie, got to see the movie. But it, and I didn't, even though I gave away, it doesn't give it away. This movie is an adrenaline rush from the moment you start with this dude. Right. And you go through his day, and it is just 100% packed with just nothing but adrenaline. Right. And there's this moment when, you know, when he gets shot and then he goes into the space, like you actually, it calms you down. Like you right. relax with the movie, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I, 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 I was just so taken aback. Like, I'm, I'm like, why did they shoot him? He won. He, 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 you were going to get your money. So think about that for a minute. I mean, I, you know, you, you got everything you, that you think you're supposed to get, and you still don't get what you're supposed to get. It was like white man can't jump. Sometimes when you win, you lose, and sometimes. <sighs> like the dude, and, and the dude who was his family member, the one he owed the money yeah. to. I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking until they showed he was his family member, that he was some big-time gangster, and those two other dudes were working for him. But even when they established it was his family, I'm like, why did they shoot him? But they were because they were gangsters, and he was tired of his uh, him not calling out his brother-in-law or whatever he was. Right. And they had a moment to do a big score, and they took it. They took it all. Jesus. And they're going to go collect that money that he won. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, um, but um, at, he does a great job. Doesn't he, yeah, man. What'd you think about uh, Kevin Garnett? Yeah, yo, again, a lot of athletes are, don't make good actors at all. Yo, Kevin Garnett was 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 believable, dude. Well, what was really, and it, they say that it's hard to play yourself because you're you're trying to be yourself, right? And that gets in the way of being yourself. Well, I tell you this, I don't personally know Kevin Garnett. But from what I've seen in terms of him, like when TNT, inside the NBA on TNT, would do what they would call, forget what they called it, but they had those segments they would cut to with Kevin Garnett um, as kind of the host. And every now and then, he'll have a partner, whether it's Paul Pierce or, you know, whatever. And I hated that segment. I'm glad they got rid of it and stopped doing it. Because I just went, the personalities of Shaq, Ernie, uh, Charles and Kenny is great enough. You don't need KG, and KG always kind of came off a little assholeish, a, a little, <laughs> a little um, uh, egoish, like like young shit. And he played himself well. Yeah, he played himself, and it worked well. perfectly for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, um, he makes the third athlete that I've seen. And um, bat baseball player that can act. Rick Fox can act. John Sally is a natural, and and Kevin Garnett is damn good. Did you see Rick Fox though at uh, Kobe's? Did you see he? They, you should see him in the background. Yeah. Well, I only saw when Jordan made the joke, and then they, they cut to him did. laughing. Yeah, he 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 got old a little bit, but yeah. distinguished as fuck. Oh, he's still come on. Yeah, man, that's still black Jesus, nigga. Yeah, that's still black Jesus. Um. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I I I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. You know, I almost didn't watch it because the opening scene with it bringing the dude out from the shaft to the mine, yeah. and he showed a fucking yeah the, the, the compound fracture. Yeah, why was that necessary? 
to get you ready for what was about to happen. I, I know, but they could have showed every the blood and them carrying them out. You didn't need to see that. Uh, that's and, what, you know, I cringe on shit like that. Man. I know, but the movie was good. That's what the movie was made to do: make you cringe the whole oh, way. Shit. Now, how would you like to live that guy's life? Look at that! Every moment, <sighs> every moment, another another scam, another thing he had to say, another another lie he had to tell just to get through the day. Mm. Man, I thought it was, uh, the girl that played his, his side piece. Yeah. Piece of ass right there. Yeah. Her ass was nice. Um, Do you know who it is? No. I should look it up right now. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was uh, it was it was a solid movie, kind of gritty a little bit. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um, not to get away from the movie, but when Jordan made that joke about yeah. the crying memes, yeah, did did it feel like he he didn't know if he wanted to tell the joke or he wanted to tell? The no, joke? I, th- I thought he wanted to. He wanted to tell yeah, it. Yeah, I w- I was more concerned that he was going to make it about him and kind of deliver the same kind of speech he did for his Hall of Fame, which of course everybody frowned upon. Um, but nah, man, he he uh, he he did it like a champ, man. I just, I just, I, I felt nervousness when he was saying it. In really? The, yeah, a little nervousness. Like, no, I didn't at all. I thought it was, I, I thought he hated those memes. And, and so no, that, but, but, he, but he handled it. Yeah, 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 to say and, that and was, he knew he, was yeah. appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Like only from what I from what I saw, Charles Oakley said he knew about the memes, but I never heard Jordan's opinion on it. That was the first time we heard his 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 opinion. His actual on it. opinion. Yeah. It looks like it's Julia Fox is the chick that was in the. Uh, and now I'm gonna have to look at another crack beam. Next four to five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that cracked everybody up too. Yeah, and it was it was needed. It yeah, was it was, yeah, ne- yeah, it was yeah, needed. Yeah, yeah. And I like Shaq's uh thing too. When he goes hi, he goes the day I gained respect for Kobe was the teammates were saying, Yo, he ain't passing the ball. And Shaq goes, uh, hey man, you gotta pass the ball. You know, we a team. And he uh Kobe said, There's no he goes, Yeah, there's no I and team. He goes, no, but there's an M.E. in that motherfucker. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah, man. So uh, what else you got? Because I I think my next thing is we might have to go dark. Uh, Well, I was just going to go there anyway because, I mean, I don't want to hang that out there for very long. Right. Um, So the Emmett Till thing. You're familiar with it, right? Yeah. yeah. They said they just passed. What was it? The the lynching. Uh, the, yeah. the lynching act. It, well, it's it's actually it goes in to be part of the uh, uh, hate crimes. It, it makes it a hate crime. Right. After what sixty years? Well, this hate crime bill has only been since what the eighties. So it's that yeah since the eighties. But did, what? But weren't they saying? Well, since Emmett Till's death. And they're just now putting it into effect. No, I thought I thought they were lynching is not legal. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying whatever it was that they just Yeah, I think passed. the biggest part was is there was four people that voted no. Jesus. Out of the two hundred I think it was two hundred and four. I have it in here somewhere. But it was I think two hundred and four to four was the votes. I would love to see that interview. Well, like what, what? What? Like really? Well, they, 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 let's see. But I, I know I have it, and I'll, I'll, I'll get it here uh, because it, it, it ex- one of it explains. Uh, I don't have it right there. Uh, one of them said uh, he was the independent. He wasn't the Democrat or the Republican. Uh, he said that he felt it was safe uh, to assume they're all white. I don't know, but I would go. They gotta be probably right. I would say 
99.99% okay. yes. The, right. You know, I just don't, I want to leave some room in case we're wrong, but I mean, I didn't look into it that far because right. I did the same thing you did and I assumed. Uh, but yeah, he, the independent said that it was overstretching because it's already illegal and it already fits into this and that it, it isn't necessary. But if it's, if it's on the floor and you're going to vote for it anyway, even right. if it's just symbolic, why wouldn't you want to be on the right side of that vote? So I mean, I, and I and I get I, I I almost understand what over legislating can do, right? But what difference does it make? It's on the floor. It's going to pass. It's going to be part of that bill, uh, that the, the law, the way the law is set up. So why would you want to be on the wrong side of that? I, I just don't understand. Right. Like, I think you, I, I don't making know. a stand for the law. You, you, I think these four people should be exposed. Well, the, they had their names in there. I thought. No, nah, pitch his names. The whole kit, kit and caboodle. We need to know who these people are. Because, again, they can end up on juries, which is scary. Well, I mean, trusting yourself to a jury anyway is scary, but that's why people take pleas. Uh, yeah, what the... Did you see... Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, you want to be done with that? No, I'm just, you know. Yeah. I, I, but here's my question. Why, how come... When, is, when are we going to see the Emmett Till movie? I can't believe no one has tried to make a movie about this. We need another slave pick? Like, where is the Emmett Till fucking movie? It's a good question. I'd like to see it. I think it needs to be seen and all its horrificness. Yeah, it needs to be honest. Yeah, I, like, don't sugarcoat it. Like, you know, uh, not that I would have wanted to see it, nor did we need to see it, but like with uh, A Time to Kill. I was worried when I went to go see that before I saw it because I was like, damn, are they really going to get graphic and show a little girl being raped? But they handled it the way it was supposed to be handled. We, it we, we, it we can all it. be handled the right way. No, but I think with Emmett Till, it needs to be, I think it needs to be brutal. It needs, I, I think it needs to be brutal. But it can be, like I said, it can be handled in a way that is brutal and honest and still. I don't think you could have one or the other. I think the reality is that it needs to be said, and however it comes out, it comes out. Uh, it needs to be put together because, uh, but see, it's it's a, it's a here's a, is it because it's a child? Well, the child part would make that tough. But the Emmett Till thing here's where it gets uh, here's where it's going to get. It's the timing of it's is different too, uh, because it's a woman that, that actually causes the problem. Yeah. And the woman, right? And the woman now is, according to the way things are, she's dead, right? Yeah, I don't know if she's dead or not now. I don't think she. I thought she was still alive at the time. For mm, I think she's dead. She was alive for a long while after she came yeah, out and said yeah, that it yeah, was yeah, yeah, not yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but we're supposed to, we're in this age where we're supposed to believe women, and so the, the, the two things happen when you make this movie. Yeah, you give an honest account of what happened and. Uh, White America needs to, to actually see who we are. I, I don't think we get a good reflection of who we are because we, since we make movies, since we're right. the abundance of the movie makers, right. uh, we want to look in the when you you when you want to look in the mirror, you want to see the nice stuff about yourself. We need to make those movies so we can see who we actually are. Right. But at this particular time, it's also about a woman who went completely uh, rogue and said things that weren't true. Right. And this has occurred a lot in our history. 
But this isn't what we're talking about right now because we're supposed to be talking about. So th- th- there's some conflict in 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 making these stories right now because we can't shine a bad light on on women. Yeah, but shit, if it's history, you can't I, dance I, around the truth. I understand. I'm just saying that this is where the the the, the wrenches get thrown in. Yeah, and I think that that's slowly slowly uh, dissipating. Yeah. Because when Dave Chappelle goes, I'm getting a Me Too headache. Yeah. Well, I think it... Not to say that there's ever a time where we should ease up on what's wrong and and and, and uh, heinous acts being committed. Um, but, pers- you know, some perspective. Yeah, we actually have to judge everyone accordingly, not, not based on just uh, a gender. Right. And we should be able to say, okay, well, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. And we should be able to have a day in court and see if we can ever get this shit right. I, I think just historically the Emmett Till movie needs to be made. It should have been made a long time ago. Who's going to make it, though? Shit, take your pick. Ava DuVay, DuVay however you say her name, Jordan Peele, uh, fuck Spike Lee, uh, any one of the black directors, Steve McQueen. See, this is why I wish we could get – we had a guest like a Spike Lee because I would a- like to ask him why that he doesn't – why he thinks that movie hasn't been made. I would like to ask any of the black directors why that movie hasn't been made. Well – like, like, again, we don't need another slave pick. But look how hard it was to get Malcolm made. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, but – when he we, didn't have money for the movie. Well, they would have let that movie die even right. after spending all that money on the movie. Right. They would have let it sit on a shelf. They didn't want right. it out. But why don't you think? Why don't you think they wanted that movie made? Why? Why do you think Malcolm X? Yeah, because it, it doesn't shine great light. Well, I don't think it no, none of them do. No, that's yeah, but. Malcolm was the the louder of the voices. Okay. Now, I, listen, I, I, I know what you should say. He's the, just, I just want to see the if you're going to say it. He, he was aggressive about having equal, equal, wanted things to be equal. But see, but he's a character, and the reason I say character, because in our society, I think he's the biggest character because you had a single vision for Martin Luther King. You knew what he was about. You knew what he was going to do. Malcolm went through things. I don't even think that was it. No, no, no. But I mean, that's why I think his his story is much more. Um, it, it, it still hasn't been told. He went through going from educating himself in in, in prison, right, to coming out and being a leader uh, of uh, the uh, of the the, the Muslim the Muslim movement, uh, to breaking away from them, seeing a different path, and then being assassinated. There's a lot. His movie was about his life when they made the movie. Right. That area from where he educates himself becomes a, a, a leader in the in the Muslim movement, and then when he breaks away and his self discovery, and then coming back. There's a movie in there. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, to, to to simplify it, um, you know, look, slave movies, you know. We're all, no matter, even if there's the victory, there's somehow the victories within the story and the strength and all that other shit, you know, we're still in chains and we're still playing those subservient roles. Um, and then, you know, Martin Luther King was, you know, he was peaceful. You know, he, you know, they love passivity. You know what I mean? Malcolm was about, yo, I got this AK-47 by any means necessary. Well, 
Did you, you know, a couple things though that I would like to. There's, there's, I, a, if, and, and now that I, I love that line in Bad Boys when he said about Martin being MLK and Will goes, I'm Malcolm X. X. I thought that was some cool shit. Okay, well, that that leads into what I was was going to ask you. Did you see the thing about Stan Lee and the X Men? Stan Lee and the X Men, no, from Marvel Comics. No, Stan Lee wrote that, and apparently, what it is is that. Uh, Doctor uh, X, Professor X, Professor X yeah. is uh, Martin Luther King, and uh, Magneto is Malcolm X. Is Malcolm X? He said that. Uh, yeah, the storyline is about because you know I see what yeah yeah okay, and that's really I, you know I'm starting to want to know more about Stan Lee. I wanted the Stan Lee movie because <laughs> uh, he wrote, he he was ahead of the curve, right? And so it would be interesting to see some of the some of those things, but. I thought that was really interesting. So if you read the original storylines of the X Men, right, you can see some of the the parallels, thought, yeah, yeah. That, that he that he put in there. Right. But and then when you said that, but the other thing is that I want to bring up is the Second Amendment and the rights for guns. Uh, and I know that this sounds out of left field, but when you hear back and forth about where we are with guns, if they were ever really wanting to take guns away from Americans, mm-hmm. that's when they would have taken it away. When the Muslims were walking up and down. Uh, DC, right? Fully armed. That's when they would have wanted to do it, and they didn't do it then. So I don't know. Um, so the gun thing, I, I think, is 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 here forever. I don't think they're ever going to be able to change these laws the way that they are. Right. Because if you think about white America and the way white America would have said, right. and you all of a sudden see black Muslims walking all the way down uh, what, well, whatever well, well, Connecticut well, Avenue is right. what it is, yeah, and all armed. There should, there, you would have thought there would be a law the next well, you day. Know, and sticks and stones. Remember, Dave made that joke. He said, if you want to t- get gun control, black people, let's all register to be yeah, uh, gun uh, carriers. You know, and then the laws would change. But at that moment, it didn't change. So right. I don't think I, I don't think that it changes. Uh, I just thought that was him because you brought that up, and right. I and I thought that was uh, there's some parallels in there that I, I keep yeah. looking at that I think are interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I hope it happens, man. Because uh, I just, I, w- I would love to see it uh, as brutal as it was. I just think it needs to be told. It should be told. Uh, there's always been little stories in stories, right? In, you know, uh, of it, but never the the actual story. Um, you want to jump to something completely different? Sure. Uh, I was reading something on uh, today. Uh, Waka Flocka explains. Why he's transitioning from the rapping from rapping to business? Did you want to know what his answer was? Why why he's transitioning? I'd love to hear it. I was a whack rapper. He said that. Uh huh. Well, Dick, bravo, nigga. <laughs> Don't, I respect that honesty. <laughs> That's his quote. Wow. So all this fighting that we're doing, and uh, there you go. Holy shit! That was ballsy. Yeah. Waka waka rapper, waka flocka. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, you sent me something about Dylan Roof. Yeah, yeah. What did what did he do? Uh, he was on a hunger strike because he thought he was being mistreated in prison. So he was, he was depriving himself of food. Yeah, to, to, because oh, somebody just kill this nigga and get that over with. I don't know how. You know, he's I, not a regular population. He can't be. I don't think so. I don't think I, I'm. I'm you know, Dahmer, uh, not Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm not relating anyone's crimes to anyone else's right. crimes. I'm just relating them to people that are disliked. Right. He didn't last. 
Dahmer was taken out. Right. Uh, many, many people are taken out. Right. So it's it's interesting. I mean, but Dahmer was in regular population. Was he? I think so. I think so. Dude, how would you like to be in a prison cell with that dude? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, if you were his roommate, well, I don't think he had roommates. I was just going to say because he didn't go to college. Or if right. he was like a college roommate and you just think, wow, I survived that dude. Right, right. Um, but no, Dylan, yeah, he, uh, I wonder if they would have brought him Burger King if he would have ate it. Jeff, who? Uh, uh, Dylan, Dylan, uh, uh, rough. I think it should eat some slugs, man. Um, yeah, he's he's but he uh, whatever they must have did something because he's eating now. I saw this article about uh, I don't know how true it is, but and I mentioned it to you yesterday when we went to the movies. Um, this coronavirus that apparently it don't fuck with um, African skin. Uh, they say that that's not true now. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're getting corona too, but well, I tell you what, what I what I did see that that apparently is true. I was watching Bill Maher last night, and they were talking about, you know, corona, and they were talking about, uh, they said that medically, I wish, I wish I knew the exact word, but for all you people out there that go hand sanitizer crazy, they said that actually is a bad thing yeah. to overdo it. Yeah. Because the sanitizer, uh, apparently, there's a word here, but does something in the skin, something that you naturally have in your skin, that when you use the hand sanitizer, it dilutes the the whatever that word is to fight bacteria bacteria yeah all yeah. all the antibacterials uh, reduce your ability to fight it on on its own right uh, but I do bring hand sanitizer as of now so after shows when we shake hands with everybody yeah uh, I, I put a little on my hands I don't overdo it I just do it right afterwards just in case I touch my uh, I mean I, I'm I'm not thinking I'm going to get the coronavirus but I'm right. tired of getting I'm tired of not feeling well when, during the winter time when we're right. on the road. Um, so I'm staying away from that. I, I got, I got a question for you. Um, and I want to, I want to get you fired up. Uh Oh, so how do you feel that we finally had our first black president? (laughs) (laughs) Did you not think I was going to bring that up? I just didn't even think about it. All right. You hold on. All right. Here we go. So just to bring y'all up to what's going on in Coon News, Donald Trump, and it's still, and this happened, it's just now, today's March 1st. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. This was this, just like, what? Within the, the tale, uh, way to end Black History Month. Yeah, it was month the end of Black History bang. Month, yeah. So this motherfucker, Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had nothing, well, he had to do with it. On, but he, he had to prove it. He had to approve it. You think so? Of course, he's the president. You don't think it was just said? Listen, Donald Trump invited all the coons to the White House. The one I can't stand, uh, Terrence Terrence w- w- Williams. Williams. And next to him was Diamond and Silk, aka Mm-hmm and Show Liz. And at one point, they they, I, they don't even put this nigga on camera. I now present to you, without further ado, uh, the coon quote. To Mr. Donald Fuck Trump of the Year. (laughs) 
black dude told Donald Trump. Ex-football player. Ex-football player. Tony. What's his name? I don't know. I had it in here. He told Donald Trump, you're the first black president. I said it once, and I'm going to say it again. These are the effects of slavery. Coonism is handed down. Dude, I want to find the article. It is hereditary. He doubled doubled down on it today. Are you serious? Yeah. He said that uh, being African is your, basically, I'm going to paraphrase, being African is your heritage, being black is your culture, and that he feels Donald Trump culturally. It's black. Was taking care of black people. Well, it's how you take care of your. It's, it's about taking care of black people. Is, is, is to make you to make you black. And I, I really paraphrase that shit. I'm going to try to find the actual quote here while we do this. This is why a producer would be good. I, 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 I. This is again why I stand behind Barack Hussein Obama. That is just the most disrespectful. Shit ever. I don't, how do how do Diamond and Silk? How do these niggas live with? I, I, I don't. I just. I can't. I'm just. Oh my god, my god. We got to do better, black folks. We got to stick together, man. It's crazy out here. Well, the disrespectfulness of it. You know. You know. Um, god. Who I think I think it was uh, To said that said something similar, not similar, but in that vein, uh, about Max Kellerman being more black than. Yeah, I saw it with Steve, Stephen A. Mace. And Stephen A. answered that. I'm glad he checked him. Unbelievably well, right? And that's why I can't believe I don't this would be said. I, I don't understand, and I know Stephen A. gets this rap. I don't understand why people call him a sellout. I don't see it. Because the same reason they call Jordan sellout. What? Because they're opening doors. They've allowed others to enter from the doors that they've opened. And sometimes when you're holding the door, you can't say the shit you want to say because you're busy holding the fucking door. Okay, but, okay. I know with Jordan, it was the whole, uh, he never really gave back to the black community. Which he has. Which he has. Um... But what's the rap on Stephen A, though? What, what, is, what, what are they accusing him of doing? I don't know. Maybe because his show is with Max Kellerman. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know either because what more of a positive image do you want? This, this, it, very, He's very eloquent, smart as a motherfucker. But he, I think they want, I think certain people want him to be... Harder, take a harder stance about Dude, things. Whenever there's been, whether it was the Donald Sterling incident or any type of racial incident, um, um, Trump saying to the football players, get them sons of bitches, Stephen A has answered every racial issue the way he should. He's never kowtowed, he's never backpedaled, he's never shuffled or danced. He is he has handled it as eloquently and as articulately as humanly possible. I, I'm not. I have to agree with you. I, I got nothing but love for Stephen. A. I think Stephen A. does a miraculous job. I don't understand why he gets that rap of being a sellout and a coon. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. 
Uh, by the way, it was Jack Brewer is the name of the uh, um, the ex NFL player. And this his is name this, Jack Brewer. This is yeah. This is his actual quote. Hold on, I'm going to get it for you right now. Yeah, retired NFL player Jack Brewer defends calling Trump the first black president. Or he's the one. Yeah, this is that picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you a second. Before you shoot, okay. He said, being African-American is determined by your lineage. Being black is determined by the willingness to serve and defend black people. I bet you ain't got no facial hair. Oh, I don't know. He must be one of the guys in this picture right here. I don't know. Let me see. You know what's interesting about this picture? In this picture, people, Donald Trump is sitting at the desk and like several black people have their hands touching him. And I think D.L. Hewley said, show me the picture of Barack Obama sitting at the desk with a bunch of white hands touching him. Uh, there's no picture of people touching Barack, though, because he was presidential. And he's in the way that he presented things was not the, these canned photo ops. Do you think it's fake? Do you think that because people are going, yo, he paid them to do this? No, do I, he- I don't think he paid them. I think there's plenty of people that that are going to go. Listen, people work against themselves or their best interests in a lot of different ways. We all do. Sometimes it's just easier to see from other people. So you think these black people really believe what they're saying? Some of I, I you know, the. Uh, the diamond and mm-hmm. shoulders. I, I don't know if there there seems almost canned for the for the media for right. the story, but I don't think that I think there's a lot of people that believe what they're what they're doing. I mean, you know, some people bring up the criminal justice reform. I mean, Donald Trump has done some things that will work for the black community. Prison reform, one of the articles I read is that he's a, the preacher who talks about being and saying has he's seen his congregation grow by people who are being released from prison, mm-hmm. uh, people who he feels like have been bettered for what Donald Trump has done. You know but that's the, one thing. You know what the problem with, 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 with what you're saying is and what, what Donald Trump does? Okay, fine. Even if, you're, if that's right on. Donald Trump serves you cake with shit in it. Like, if you go give me cake, don't have doo-doo crumbs in the middle. Dude, I, He serves you cake with doo-doo crumbs, nigga. Yeah, it's cake, but it's got doo-doo in it. Dude, I look, I look at it differently, a little bit differently than this. I think that he does have some ideas that he would like to implement. And, I, but and I, but, great. But he's tone deaf, and he's, uh, he's 70. How old now? I don't know. A rich billionaire. He has... The, the thing that I don't think that he could even understand is that the fabric of the cloth that he grew up around has racism built into that. And I don't think that he understands. I, I, you know, I, I know that it sounds like I'm giving him a pass. I'm not giving him a pass. We have to understand ourselves. We need to look inward to figure out who we are. But I think that he wants to do some things that, are, that would work out for all people. But I don't think that he understands what he says and, and, and what... How I think he's he viewed. Understands exactly what he's. I, I don't think I, I, I no, think because I don't think exactly he understands he's why he's viewed the way that he's viewed. I no, really, no, no, I've read too knows. many articles that say that he doesn't get why the people are after him the way that they are. I don't believe that for a second. 
Dude, and I could be a lot. I would be. It would be a lot easier. Uh, Prison reform, for and, and that helping black people, wonderful. But then you turn around and you give the Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. That's cake with doo doo in it. That's part about what I said about being tone deaf. I don't think that he sees it. No way. No way. Don't you can't give. You can't do that. That you can't do that. That's irresponsible. You can't do that. I, I agree with Cause you. Because that's giving him a pass. It really no, I'm is. not giving him a pass. I'm just saying I don't think he sees it. I'm not saying, yo, it's okay because he did it. I'm not, I think and I'm not saying you say it's okay. But to say he don't see it, he's smarter than that. I don't think he is. Oh, I think that's part of the problem. That. I don't. He conned his way into the White House. That's pretty smart. Man. It's pretty genius. Uh, no, it would, it, I, I, the reason I don't think it's genius is his life would be so much better if he didn't do this. He's lost. But he's getting out of it what he wants to get out of it. What pow- The power of being the president? Yes, the title. The most powerful man in the world. Mr. President. The, the, when, I think when he hears that, his dick gets hard. Mr. President. Maybe. Maybe. The salutes, the adoration, the fucking... He's the commander in chief. All those titles, Mr. President, commander in chief, the, the the most powerful man in the world. He he feeds off that. No, I can't I can't deny that that's, that's they they said that his whole reason for wanting to run was because of how Obama embarrassed him at the at the, the dinner, the correspondence dinner, at the correspondence yeah. dinner. That's how fragile that nigga's ego is. So it's like you know, come on, man. I, I could say, and, and, and I'm not going to say you're wrong because I go. Michael Bloomberg is spending over five hundred of what five hundred million dollars. Uh, he spent three hundred million so far. Far they expect it to be over five hundred million by the time <laughs> to, to for that office. So I guess there's a no amount of money that may, makes it not worth it. The fact that you can spend three hundred million dollars and not lose a wink of sleep—that's when your ass gets in the shower. He's really and rich. don't think about nothing. Nah, those guys think about obviously. If you, do you know what how? Do you know what kind of narcissism you? And this goes for every president, and I don't care what president it is. Right. Do you know how like what kind of tendencies that you have to have to believe that you are the one that should be running everything? Do you know how who you have? Do you know what kind of mental state you have to be in to go like I'm? I'm the one for this job. I'm going to make America better. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that if your intentions are right. But like I thought, I, listen and, and again. This is where because I, I don't, I'm not a political dude. Um, when people go, all presidents are puppets, and all presidents are, are full of shit. You know, I, I understand there's some bullshit to politics. I get it. It's a game. Um, but to think that they're not trying to do anything good. Is outrageous. No, no, I'm not saying that they're not trying to do anything good. I'm just saying I, I, I think Obama, uh, for whatever his bullshit may have been, he, he was there for the right reasons. I think when you get there, for the most part, most of them, most of them are there for the right reasons. But you have to have some kind. Listen, when you see a girl and you think she's very attractive and you would like to speak with her, it's not because that you think that she has the best personality and is the smartest person. You lead with the tits and the ass, and the the power and the idea of that is what you lead with. I and and I'm not saying that when you get there, you don't want to do the right things for the country. I do think ultimately the people that get there, even this dude, as wrong as he might be, I don't think you can do this if you don't think you're doing the right thing. I 
whether you are or not is a completely different story. Right. Jimmy Carter, who goes down as one of the is not one of the best presidents we've ever had, did everything for the right reasons. Everything he did was for the right. He was one right. of the, be- the best, the best of heart, the best president. And he was ever. only rewarded with one term, right? One term, and just and and seen as a failure as a president. Nice guys finish last. So doing the right thing isn't the whole, the whole thing, right? So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I wish I was smart, but you know what I am? I'm a fucking feature comedian. Your, I, I haven't even with made your it. pedantic ass. Yes, I haven't even made it to uh, headliner. So what the fuck opinion does mine make a difference? You might be smarter than the man that's running the country right now. There's a lot of people who might be smarter than the man who's running so the country. Th- take pride in that. But it, it, it's not about. It's not just about being smart. There's a lot of people that are better at a lot of things, but other people are doing that job because they figured out how to get there. Right. So we need someone. Who can figure out how to get there that could actually do the things that we want to do. Uh, w- since we're on this, I'm just going to ask you, uh, Joe Biden won uh, South Carolina. Was it South Carolina? Where, where, where were they? Uh, recently? Yeah, it was last night. I think it was South Oh, shit. I don't know. I think it was South I th- I heard someone say that he thought it was Ohio. But uh, anyway, he won last night's uh, uh, primary, uh, followed by second with Bernie Sanders. Right. What do you think about um, between those two? If they, if the two of them had to get the Democratic nominee to run against Donald Trump, what do you think? Honestly, I think Donald Trump's going to serve a second term. I'm starting to surrender to it. Uh, I didn't used to I, think I, so. I'm, I'm actually warming up to the idea of Uncle 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 Buttfuck running this country again. Um, he, he's going to win. I, I really didn't think so. And then when they tried to uh, do the impeachment, and it kind of went the so, way you, we knew it would, uh, they should never done it. I think it, it weakened them, the Democratic Party. I, I still think uh, Bernie Sanders has has a chance. And listen, nope. I do. Nope, I think it's going to be Uncle Trump one more time, one more again. No, I think I think the only person who stands a chance is Bernie because he's going to bring out eighteen and over to vote. But it's going to change the country if that happens. The capitalist system we have is going to be invaded by a little bit more of a socialist system, which we already have. We already have uh, we, we have um, Medicare, we have uh, Social Security, uh, we have uh, f- uh, food um, nutrition supplementation. We have all we have all those things. We already live in uh, this. We already have this socialist safety net. It would just be increasing it and adding more to taxes, and it would make. Uh, we would probably, this is where my problem with it is. We would probably um, have more money um, back into the population and not so much with the 1%, the billionaires, the multi-billionaires that we have in the country right now. The problem is, for me, uh, is that that means the people with all the money right now continue to maintain their money, and it's going to be much harder for people coming up now to enter that billion dollar right league and we're we're in a place this is in where the people that actually could make changes or that see the world differently than just the rich 
God, I sound like, I feel weird when I say this. Just the real rich white men that always have had the money that were able to keep things the way that they wanted. Now we have people that are entering the billionaires club that can make changes, but it's going to be much harder if we transition to more socialist economy. Not that we'd be socialists; it would stay the same company, socialist safety net, but it would it would cost money, and that would slow down the progress of, of more uh, people of different. Uh, besides rich white people getting into this billionaire's club and being able to affect change. So it will slow that down. But the change will be made that people will be treated more equitable across the, across the whole landscape. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really weird moment. The stock market would go into a, into a weird position. A lot of rich people will take their money and run. Um, it's a very interesting time right now. I, I think it's more interesting than people are seeing. But we're kind of a fragile time anyway because uh, we get a coronavirus and uh, the stock market plunges five, almost 5,000 points in four days or something like that, or a week. Right. So uh, it might have been only 3,800 points. I might have been exactly. Before we, before we go, uh, speaking of movies, I want to get back to the movie thing because I wanted to ask you if you ever saw this movie. I was watching it, re-watching it uh, a couple of days ago uh, on cable. You ever see California? With Brad Pitt, Juliet Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Dave, what, what's yeah. my man's name from, from X Files? Uh, uh, yeah, David Duchovny. Duchovny, yeah. David Duchovny. You, you ever see that? No, I, I saw, I seen it, but I don't remember it very well. You should, you should rewatch that. I've seen it like three times, but I don't remember. It really? Well. Yeah. Then you must not have liked it. It's, yeah, it it's was all middle. right. It, it takes a long time. It was good. Right. It's it's a long story. Ah, again, this just solidifies his position to me. Brad Pitt is amazing. He's just not a pretty face. He's he's amazing in that movie. Did you ever see A River Runs Through It? Nah. It's Brad Pitt and Tom Skerritt. It's his first movie, and it's about yeah. fly fishing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Dude, it's a good movie. About what? It's a it, it it takes place in a river where they're fly fishing, but it has nothing to do yeah, with fly fishing. Yeah, I'm black. If it no, was about no, no. if it was about fry fishing. <laughs> no, it's about it's about gangsters and money and some things going. Is on it bottom. really? Yeah, but it, it's it's him and his dad. Uh, it's where he. Reflects. How much of the gangster part do you see? Most of the movie that that fly fishing part is where he the the, the story gets told, and then they right. go into then you see the what's happening throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like my that that joke was not appreciated. Which one? What I just said. Did you catch it? I said I'm black. Uh, yeah, if it was about, about fry, fry fishing. fishing. Yeah, yeah. Fry fishing, fried fish. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> listen, dude. Um, and listen, I'm I'm almost ashamed to say I saw this movie, but I did. I, and of course, a chick took me. Let you ever see Legends of the Fall? I don't think so. Then listen to it. listen to me. This is Brad Pitt at his supreme prime. This motherfucker, his hair was long. This nigga looked pristine. Like he should have had a candle made of his vagina. Legend. <laughs> this was Brad at his sexiest nigga. Legends of the Fall. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but yo, between, of course, my favorite, Seven, and I'm telling you, California playing a fucking uh, white trash killer. Yo, Brad Pitt is a fucking amazing. And Juliet Lewis was so perfect for the ditzy, abused girlfriend. Yeah. Dude, Brad would make that noise. 
with his mouth. It, it just he played the shit out of that role, man. Was Julia? Do you did you think she was attractive at that time? I never thought she was attractive. But there was something sexy about yeah. her. No, you never thought that. Nah, I thought when she was younger, but not when she got old. I, I, to be honest with you, now I prefer now. Now, right now. But but then nah. And what was that other movie she did? And she kind of played the same kind of character. Um, with Woody Harrelson, and they were the killers. Uh, natural Born Killers. Yeah, with natu- yeah, and Robert Downey was in it. Yeah. Um, Everybody, a lot of people were in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was good at playing that 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 uh, spaced out, you know. Drugged out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to well, tell you about this one movie I wanted to tell you about. Since we're bringing up movies here that you need to see. This is the movie I told you I caught on Showtime. And it's called... I never saw this before, and I apologize. Because, again, this is the time when I was trying to become a dad. A responsible mm. young man. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer came out in 2001. This sounds like a porno. And it has... It, it was, it's, like, it's a camp. Like It's based on like being at a, right. a camp. And here's the people in it, though. Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce from uh, Frasier. Uh, Michael uh, Sh- uh, Sh- Showwater, uh, Margaret Monroe. This are in, then it goes Paul Rudd, Christopher uh, Mel- Mellon, Melani. Yeah, he's the dude from uh, SVU. Okay. Was in it forever. Okay, wait. Then oh, know. I know exactly who you talk about. Yeah, then Molly Shannon is in it. Uh, she has aged terribly, nigga. Uh, Joe Lee uh, Tr- uh, Trugo. I can't even say his name, but he, you, you know him from... Uh, I, I, what was I'm, I'm trying to remember? I, you'll have to look him up, but uh, like Michael Ian Black is in it, uh, Amy Poehler's <laughs> in it, uh, Bradley Cooper's in it, uh, Elizabeth Banks is in it, uh, and then uh, there's a comedian in there too. That uh, dude, I gotta tell you, Judah I'm, Freelander's I'm sorry, in it. But I gotta go tell ahead. You. Once upon a time ago, I did a Sierra Miss commercial campaign, um, and it was me. Michael Ian Black, uh, what's my man's name? Fuck, I'm Jim Gaffigan, um, and then they interchanged between Kathy Griffin and Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. Uh, Michael Ian Black and Jeff, Jim Gaffigan did not like me at all. Really? Yeah, because a lot of the commercial they wanted us to improvise. And you talk about comedic sensibilities in two different directions. Like Michael Ian and Jim Gaffigan got along splendidly. But my style of comedy, with their style of comedy, it was a train wreck. I remember at one point I did something and Jim was so frustrated. He just turned to the director, but clearly he wanted me to know and went, is that even funny? Like why would does that does that sound funny? Did he do it in his his voice? No, did that sound funny? <laughs> Was that even funny? Um, hot pockets, hot pockets. <laughs> um, yeah, it it paid nicely, but it was a disaster. Was there commercials that were released? Yeah. So you guys worked it out somehow through it. Well, I mean, you know, we they the director ultimately helped us to find the medium. But I mean, dude, it it was, it was the one time I, I I met Jim and worked with him and never again. But yeah, he did not like me. And him and Michael, like they would ask us who you want to team up with. 
Um, and, you know, I worked with Deborah. That was my girl. So I was inclined to go Deborah. But the, the, the first time me and Jim tried to work together and it was a disaster, man, he ran to Michael every time. I mean, ran to him. It was such a fucking disaster. Well, I mean, just knowing you and knowing the little bit I know of uh, uh, what who, who are we just talking about right now, uh, Jim Michael. Uh, no, no, Jim Gaffigan. And the little bit I know, I've, I've seen Jim and I talked to him a couple times. Uh, wow. But dude, yeah, you two, your two personalities are completely oh, in two different. Dude, Jim's a different dude, though. Okay. I mean, he he's from like Iowa or something like that. Okay. And he moved to New York. Right. Got married and is raising his kids in New York City. Right. Completely different kind of just mindset kind of guy. Right. Uh, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I could see that. Not, but I, I had no idea what Michael Ian Black is about. Yeah, and, and you know, um, have you ever seen Mike Ian stand up? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. Yeah, it's a particular taste. It is a particular, and I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying it's a particular taste, you know. For a long time, I don't even think he called himself a comic. He would do what he did on stage, but I don't know that he gave himself. I'm a comedian, more performance artist. Yeah, kind of. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's. In, I mean, he's interesting, but I mean, again, I don't know him as. I, I really don't know him as comic. I know right. more of it as on on these shows, right? Um, Gaffigan, I think is fu- is funny, but he's a, he's a particular taste. That's not- and I'm gonna tell you some stand up wise. I watch Gaffigan. Yeah, you know, I, I, I watch him. But the people that go to Gaffigan's comedy shows are right. not going to your shows. But the people that wouldn't go to my shows, I believe I could still make Gaffigan's crowd laugh. Yeah, I don't know that my crowd would laugh at Gaffigan. No, I, I think you could make Gaffigan's crowd laugh, but I think you'd make a lot of them walk too. I think you would scare. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he 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 did he does. Let me let me tell you something, man. And, I, and I'm not saying this is a braggadocious thing. The only time people really walk out of my show is if I hit a personal note like Trump. Yeah. If they're a Trump supporter, um, I don't think Gaffigan's crowds ever heard the word "pussy" out loud before in a room with that's people. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> in a room with people. I mean, they're, they're, they they might have said it under the covers really quietly, "pussy," and said it like him, yeah, "pussy." <laughs> You want some of my pussy? I'm gonna hit you with my penis. Um, that's hilarious, nigga. Whispering underneath the sheets in the in the solitude of your own bedroom with the lights off. That's funny shit. Yeah, but I I think it's true though. Like I when I did my show in the Bahamas, uh, there was an elderly white couple, and uh, I did the Trump thing, and the whole time I'm doing it, she's giving me the thumbs down. And finally, she couldn't take no more. She got up and left. But a man stayed for a little while, and then he eventually had to get up and leave. Women, I think that's awful when you sabotage a man's good time like that. Like, bitch, if you don't like what's being said, you go home. But let him stay. Because so many dudes, even last night here in Kansas City, when I was messing with Luke and his girlfriend, I forget what her name was, Taylor. And it was his birthday, and she was like, you know, one of them chicks that was eh, kind of laughing, but wasn't. So I fucked with her. And you could tell he was having a good time, but he has to defend her honor. So if she's upset, he's got to be upset. Yeah. That's... If she walks, he walks. Ladies, stop doing that. That's selfish. And we're only doing that to make you happy so we don't have to deal with you when we get home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, oh. I, I raced past what you said. And it just hit me. Yeah, hilarious. Because uh, I thought you were going, 
And we're only doing that just so that we don't have to deal with you, meaning we don't want you angry at us. But I took it, okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, lady, stop doing that. That's, that's not fair. Yeah, by the way, we are in Kansas City. That's the first time we said we yeah, were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're at the improv out in uh, Kansas City. Um, it was all right. It's, it's cool. They should work on their microphones. Yeah, a lot of feedback. But, uh, a lot of feedback. And from the audience on... Uh, on a lot of feedback. <laughs> fucking white guy. Fucking, what was it? Was it last night or was it Friday? One of the nights. Uh, and I, we, I've, I've said this again, but I can, I'll say it over and over. Because if you're that guy, we don't need you. This motherfucker would cup his hands together to yell out. It wouldn't just yell out. That was last night. It was stadium shit. Say, hey, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Don't need that. And he actually stepped on my setup, which had a joke fail. Yeah. Well, they get white girl wasted out here in in, uh, Kansas City. Well, yeah, they get nigga Missouri. wasted too. Missouri, yeah. There's the two niggas I had, the one black bitch giving her man a lap dance while I'm on stage. This bitch is giving this nigga a lap dance. And the nigga stood up, hey, man, we real out here. I said, nigga, we all real, but come on, man. Oh, at one point when I was talking about something, he kept yelling out, um, tell it, Aries, tell it, tell it. I said, motherfucker, I, I'll tell it. Just let me tell it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll tell it. God damn. To, uh, you know, the reason, by the way, to see you guys know, the reason why there's people that go up in the beginning of, of a show, uh, the reason there's usually a host, which Aries and I don't use, is that was one who takes care of all the bullshit for the club. That's usually they say yeah. all the stuff that the club needs. I go up, um, or the person in my position usually goes up, uh, because I'm the one who, they're finishing the drink orders, dropping off the food, um, and they're fixing everything with the microphones and trying to get everything right. And I'm usually the person that when you don't remember to turn off your fucking phone, I'm the one that has to deal with all. That's, that's what that person for is, that comes out before. That's the reason why there's other people on the show. It's so that when the headliner comes up there, uh, they actually are supposed to get a good show, but they have the worst thing that happens, which is the check drop. So, right. uh, you know, it's, Yeah, dude, I, let me tell you something. I think I'm going to try to find a way. I don't know if that's a – because I would imagine that if Dave Chappelle is performing and he says, don't drop the checks till I'm done or save it at the last thing, that's going to get dealt with that way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is it, a, is it a status thing? Because I'm going, look, I'm a headliner. He would be a headliner. So if it's just about being a headliner – could I go to the management and say that and get that off? Or would they say no to me? Hey, we just don't do it that way. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But knowing damn well, if Dave Chappelle said it or, if a, you know, big Dave, time comedian said it, they would oblige because it's Dave Chappelle. They don't do that. You know who doesn't? Who? The manager or the, or, or the agent, the manager. Is the one. The reason, the reason. Uh, I can't stand that, dude. Dude, I'm going to tell you the reason people think you're an asshole. Is because you let you do the asshole stuff that your manager should be doing, and I, now now I'm never going to get a manager now that I just said that because uh, now they're going to go oh he's an, he's the asshole no because that puts you in the position if someone else is requesting it on the contractor in writing then they can't do anything then they have to if they sign the contract they have to oblige by that but with you um, they would do it for you if you asked. I also worked in a club, guys, so this is where this conversation comes in. Uh, yes, you, you could get asked that, but you would have to have a hard out. Like, you would have to, if you said, I'm going to do an hour and 15, 
you would have to do an hour and 15 or an hour and 14. So that way they know that they're going to drop the checks right then. They drop the checks and they can get that room because that's going to take another 15, 20 minutes to, to right, close out right, everybody's right, checks. Right, and then they right, still have right. to cl- turn the room. Right. So that's that would be your dilemma. But these things should be done by your manager. You doing it is what why then your manager gets a call and goes, well, Aries. Well, no, no. But I'm saying even if I did have my manager attempt to do it, they could tell my manager no, too. Yeah, but they usually don't. I'm be, I would be curious to see. Yeah. Because, because, again, I know I, – I, I'm assuming. I should say I know. I'm assuming some clubs would go, hey, you know, we just don't – but I'm telling you, if it's Dave Chappelle – Somebody on that level, Chris Rock, they're not saying to them, hey, we just don't. Well, a lot of the clubs going forward, um, like a lot of the clubs, especially in the East Coast, are not dropping checks till after the show's over now anyway. And you have to show them your receipt on the way out the door. Right. Because they, they don't want to ruin the shows anymore either. Um, and then uh, there's a few clubs, I think Tacoma Comedy Club, I think um, they own a couple other clubs few other clubs i think that's something that they're experimenting with too because they they want to give the best show experience because it takes away it does it, it does not it's only just from you man. but it also takes away from the audience the audience member now isn't getting to enjoy you either and even with i said to myself on stage last night i was like oh my god at least thank god like at one point one two three servers were dealing with checks and they all were leaning down and still, I could feel the energy shifting. And I went, imagine if they were standing up. If all three were standing up, it, it, it's such a distraction, man. You know the other thing, though? I, and listen, I, I know we have people that listen that are in the Midwest. And I, I love everybody from all over the country. But the Midwest challenges me more than any other place. Really? More than the South? <sighs> Maybe even more than the South. Do, when you're talking to your server... You don't have to talk at the same level that you were talking to your kids when you want to make a point. <laughs> I can hear you, and so can everyone else around you when you're just trying to take care of your drink order. Right. If you don't like your burger, that is fantastic. Man, make sure that you get what you deserve and what you want. But not everybody in the whole fucking club has to know that you didn't like your burger. Speak at a Gaffigan level. Yeah. I don't like my burger. Does this come with pickles? It would be so much better. Uh, like even when Dave Chappelle makes everybody lock their phones up. Yeah. I almost want to do that. Because, because, again, if you're recording me and I see you recording me and I stop to address you, the rhythm is off. And the audience is one of those things where I think those are the two times when audiences are ready to turn on you. When you either... Check them for the phone, or you check them for not heckling because if you heckle, they know you deserve it. But talking too loud—it's the way you got to do it, or not that. No, actually, if you if you were to say, "Hey, man, I don't like you talking. You getting on my nerves. Throw him out." If you throw somebody yeah. out, they'll turn on you. Yeah, they will. If you if 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 you check somebody about their phone without a joke. And just if you sternly, hey, man, turn your phone off. The show is up here. Damn. And there's no laugh there. They turn on you. So even when you reprimand, you got to reprimand with a joke. That's got to be funny. Yeah. And, and, just, and I'm just like, fuck. I had a comedian get mad at me once that I opened up for because I, he didn't think that my meanness. I was mad. 
And and I, you came off mad? I, well, I wasn't. I was new. And there was a situation that was going on right in the front row. Right. And I didn't make, and it was a big room, and it was full. It was like 500 people. And I didn't make sure that the whole audience knew. I didn't repeat it. I didn't, I didn't, I just right. started talking to them. And, uh, and it was still funny, but because the whole room didn't know what was happening. What happened is that there was a, it was a table, uh, it, it has a row, I think it's, it's 18 seats in the row. And one was a woman, and the other 17 seats were guys. They all came with this one chick. Mm. And uh, she was making a lot of noise, and they're all trying to take care of her. And I finally went over, and I go, well, "Ma'am, are you okay? Is everything going all right over here?" And she goes, "She just holds holds up an ice bucket. She goes, I'm out of ice. <laughs> you wouldn't want me not to have ice, would you?'" And I started laughing. I go, "God, I go, ma'am, I go, I I, I didn't understand what was happening. Right. I go, but now I completely understand what's happening. Let me explain to you what's happening. See here, I said, "Ma'am, you came here, and you're an attractive woman. You are." And so the audience is hearing me say, like. They're not understanding what's going on because they can't see. Only this one section over here can right. see what's going on. I go, and this is where I learned. You right. have to make sure the audience knows. And I go, see what's happening is I get it. You, you came here. You're attractive. You brought 17 other men with you. Right. And all of these men are hanging on every one of your needs. They care about you so much. But the rest of us in here, we don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and I just didn't have the audience on board enough to know why I was saying this to her because right. they couldn't hear because on the other side of the room, it was just this one big table. Right. And I should have made sure and because they were all the way to the right. So if I would have made sure the whole audience knew, then it probably would have been fine. But everybody in that area knew what was going on. But if you got a microphone, why wouldn't they know? They because I was saying it, but I didn't explain. I go, I, I didn't say to the audience, oh, "Oh, you guys were being very loud. What's going on over here?" Right. I didn't get the audience clue in. It just looked like right. I was saying to the woman that she was attractive and that right. no one cared about her. So you know, I, and I want you know, I learned that later that when you when someone says something that you need to repeat back to the audience what yeah, the person yeah, says. Yeah, 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 So that the audience yeah, is... Go, yeah. yeah, And I didn't know that back then. And so then I got back and then the headliner kind of reprimanded me. And then he went on stage, which was really funny because he thought it was rude that I did it. I go, but dude, I go, I'm telling you, you don't want these people there. You want them kicked out before you go on stage. He ended up doing a 25-minute set. Ended his set because the people were so fucking unruly. Those people got up and got in a fight outside. They had to call the police because it just it, it turned into right. a big mob. Because you can tell. I mean, that's kind of one of that's the other one of my uh, the job as the openers to kind of tell what where the problems are in the room. So when he reprimanded you, what did he? What did he, he just goes, well, he goes, I understand that she was talking, but uh, when you come at people, don't you want it to be kind of funny? Mm. And I go, it was kind of funny, but it wasn't. You know, I, I didn't do it right. So I go, yeah, I go, you're right. But I go, you don't want those people there. I, I'm telling you, you don't want. And he thought it was me. And then he went out there. And like I said, he only did a 25-minute set. Technically, the club didn't even have to pay him, but they did. Right. But he did a 25-minute set. And he was like, oh, thank you. And that was it. He couldn't, he couldn't deal with him. And I think part of it was because he already told me. Right. And there was nothing he could do about it because he set it up that way. Right. He, he kind of painted himself into a corner. You don't have to say a name, but is he somebody, is he prominent? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask you off the... <laughs> I'm not going to say no, that. No, 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 he's, um, he's a good guy. He's, he's right, always good Before we wrap this up, I, I thought about one more thing and cut and uncut gems. Okay. Um, What a waste of John Amos. Why did they have him in that? I think just to authentic it up, there's these... Like... I, Okay, 
But it was like you could have got yeah. one of the grips to do that shit. Yeah. It was just he opened the door. Can I use the bathroom? No, click. What the <laughs> so fuck was your hat? Was that John? Yeah, you didn't even put the camera on the motherfucker right. Because I think this movie was just about things moving so fast that they were out of your control. Because when he said, yo, good times, John Amos coming to America, I was like, word? And the door opened. It was bada boom, bada bing, close. But every like, what? I swear, you got to see it on a bigger screen. You watch that movie. You are so in. You are like walking with him if you watch it on a big screen. Yeah, you're like with him. You're not outside of the movie. You're in the movie. You're you're actually walking through it. You guys got to see this movie. If you haven't. Uncut Gems is. I can't believe he didn't get uh, win some awards for for what he did. Yeah, that's how life goes, kiddies. You often don't get what you deserve, but you eventually deserve what you get. Do you? I don't know. Was that deep or was that some silly shit? <laughs> I don't know. It has me a little freaked out right now. <laughs> there it is. Are we good? Yeah. I'm still, still thinking about what you're saying, what you just said. What did I say? I said, you don't always get what you deserve, but eventually you deserve what you get. So all those people like herpes, they deserve that shit. Like, they didn't get all the pussy they wanted. Right. But they deserved the, the fucking herpes they got from the fucks that they, that they slept with. That's it, boys and girls. <laughs> Cast the weed and enjoy your cocaine. We gave you some extra time on this one. Talk to you later. All right. Can you feel it, baby?